This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. If you Google the similarities between German and Yiddish, you will be told that while Yiddish belongs to the Western group of the Germanic branch of the language family, the two are not mutually comprehensible. Yet, Carsten Troika is a German singer and actor who has made it his life journey to find little-known Yiddish songs and bring them to the fore, to the extent that he has become the ambassador of Yiddish song since 1990. I'm delighted to have Carsten as my guest now. Carsten, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Hello. Carsten, tell me what your interest or where your interest in Yiddish music started. This I actually cannot tell you. I cannot tell you because uh, it was always around me a little. Both my parents are uh, non-religious and my mother's side been communists. I grew up in East Germany, GDR. And uh, my father's side was, yes, Yiddish, but without any religion. And he, and also my mother too, played, among other good music, Yiddish songs. And uh, we knew a singer from Argentina, personally, as a, f- a family friend. Her name was Sipe Linkowski. And when I was grown up, like 16 or so, then I taught myself the guitar after having piano lessons in my childhood. And uh, with the guitar, I first tried some of the very simple and to me familiar Yiddish songs like Tumbala Laika and so on. And so it came to me. Actually, I wanted to become a singer-songwriter and then I wrote songs and I sang it to the audience, but I had not enough in the beginning. So I put some of the Yiddish songs into my program just to fill the program with some beautiful stuff. And afterwards, the people haven't been much interested in my own songs. They wanted to listen more to my Yiddish songs. Carson, just to clarify then, your mother and father were communists. You were, you grew up in Eastern Germany, but your father had a Jewish connection, although it was hidden because of the Holocaust. Is that correct? Oh, that is correct, yes. Actually, from the whole family of my father's, only survived uh, my father, his brother, his mother, and his, yeah, did I say his father? Four persons, and I know none of them. It is it is reported that they're all being killed in Riga mm-hmm. and belong to a big uh, Jewish family in Hamburg, uh, Natan. But I, I don't know much. Yeah. So you, you didn't grow up Jewish, but you did grow up listening to Yiddish music, and it became more and more popular. When you say it became more and more popular, who was your audience that you were singing to that was enjoying the Yiddish? Actually, it, is, it was not it haven't been on, not only the Yiddish songs. It have been the surrounding of friends of the family, and um, you should know, or you you might know, that the GDR actually was found to prevent from another. Uh, Nazi time or something, the anti-fascist movement. And okay, today we all know it didn't work that way, but I was surrounded with those and I sang for them mainly. And the first songs uh, I was asked to sing being more like the um, empowering songs from the Second World War in Yiddish. They're like, uh, so, Nishkaig Mulas, the Geist, the Weg. 
and this and that, and some folk songs. And and there were, there was, there was a tiny audience that uh, appreciated. That changed in the eighties when I went uh, professionally on stage. Uh, then there was something in the world. May, maybe it came from uh, the United States of America. The grandchildren of the former. Jewish musicians, the Klesmorim, uh, started there to recover their old stuff. And this wave came to Europe too and even reached East Germany. And that made that suddenly for my stuff, the audience grew. Your English is outstanding, really it is. Um, I, I learned German at school and I wouldn't be conversing with you right now in German. So I'm very appreciative that we are talking in English. Okay, since years I travel around the world and I need it. <laughs> Karsten, you then developed a passion for Yiddish songs and you started looking for less well-known songs. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Uh, that was when, when this uh, wave I described uh, came over the interest in the plasma, which is now long gone again. <laughs> when this wave came up, then I saw and I realized that many songs I already knew from the old records of my father's and from friends of my family, no one knew. So I wrote it down, I, I started recording it, these songs, and uh, and in the very first um, days of Yiddish culture that was in German, Tage der Yiddischen Kultur, organized by a colleague named Yalda, named Yalda Rebling and others, there was a woman who unfortunately passed away uh, in, uh, last year, um, but in the age of 94. And she was in the audience and she wanted to, she, she said literally, uh, ich will machen als die besser Yiddish. But that she wanted to be a teacher for Yiddish. That did not work, actually, and, and my Yiddish was not so bad. But what worked was I could start uh, talking daily life Yiddish with her. And she lost all of her family. I want to mention her name, Sarah Bialas-Tenenberg, born Stefania Schlifka in Częstochowa, Poland. And she uh, remembered so many songs, everything else she lost during her life, she she went from after the liberation of a concentration camp, uh, Groß Rosen. She was in a DP camp and in Paris and then Israel. But then she turned it turned out to be a, a communist in Israel was also not so good. And then she wanted to go to the socialist world. And it was again Germany. <laughs> she suffered and on and this long journey of hers made that she remembered so many songs and um, so I recorded the uh, the album uh, Yiddish Forgotten Songs and so I collected and collected and sp spread, spread it around the world What would you say is the, the least known or for you the most exciting find with regard to a Yiddish song? It is not only what I described before that I suddenly uh, was asked to sing more Yiddish than my own songs. That is true, but there's even more, of course. When I started to bring it on stage, I wanted to make it uh, properly, and I, I, I started reading Yiddish and writing Yiddish. I mean, with the oasis, with the, with the um, 
um, with the right spellings. Oh, I thought I made it off. Sorry. Uh, and I, f- I fell in love with the um, non-religious, beautiful love songs in Yiddish and, and the special feeling which I have from my family as well. We have survived. So let's enjoy the life as possible. That is actually one main motor. And I especially like just to mention someone, the, the songs of Ben Sion Bittler, for example, who always sings with a sad mood. Let's live. Karsten, you've traveled the world singing your Yiddish songs, including going to Poland, going to Israel. What, what has the reception been and what was it like for you to be in both those countries? Poland and Israel is different. Poland is uh, like Germany. Um, there are many non-Jewish people in the audience and they are interested. As far as I remember now, it's my last concert in Poland is now again five years ago or so. No, it's not true. It's two years ago. Yeah, that's always now what I say here. <laughs> yes, I often been there in, in several places and there, there's a big interest like in Germany. Um, from non-Jewish audience and all the other places and Sweden as well and all the other places in the world uh, are mainly a Jewish audience and in Israel it's uh, it's very special and, and mainly the old people who are interested I'm going to play something that I got off YouTube and now you'll be able to laugh, laugh at my pronunciation um, it says uh, the Forgotten Songs, and it says Budapest Yiddish. Can I play just a few minutes of this? Yeah, wonderful. I'd love, shall I say something to, about the song? Let's listen, and then let's... Yeah. Um, ich bin a Bucherjungen, freilich ich will sich gib. Es bringt sich mir noch Liebe, es bringt sich mir noch Glück. Einen Augassen in mir schreien Gewalt, am Meiderle geht er mir bald. Weil ich bin ein Buche jungen Frisch, ich geise ich aus, man mich verrackisch. Treff ich mir ein Lotschip und Jenke, sie polisch und ich muss denken, ja, ich bin Koch am Atisch. Spiel Zigeine auf dein Fiedel. Spiel mir up ein Liebesliedel, weil ich hab gelost mein Herz in Budapest. In der Nacht, wenn die Lewunde hat gescheint. Ich hab gewollt mit ihr bauen an Nest. Und sie hat von mir sich ausgelacht. Ich hab gemeint, sie liebt mich einen. Sie liebt nur mich in der Märnischkeinen. Gemeint, ihr kennt Vertrauen, falsch ist sie wie alle Frauen, bei dir, oh Gott, ich hab sie gelost, Stein. Spiel Zigeiner auf dein Fiedel, spiel mir auf ein Liebesliedel, weil ich hab gelost mein Herz in Budapest, in die Nacht, wenn die Lebune hat gescheint. Ich hab gewollt mit ihr Bauen am Nest, in sie hat von mir sich ausgelacht. Ich hab gemeint, sie liebt mich einen, sie liebt nur mich, in der nicht keinen. Ich hab gemeint, ich kenn Vertrauen, falsch ist sie wie alle Frauen, bei dem Rogak, ich hab sie gelost, steig. Oh, 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 oh,
would you like to comment on that? The song is one of the uh, one of those I learned from Sarah, and it's only a few years ago that I found out that is a big Hungarian hit, not a folk song. It's from the thirties, and it talks about windmills and something like that. It's completely different from the Yiddish, and in the Yiddish, it's actually focused on the uh, gypsy sound and the love uh, in the hot summer night and all that, and. Sarah always said to me, start with that song. People will love you. And have you, do you start with that song and do people love you? <laughs> and it happened. Yeah, but, but, but I had different programs. There were programs, especially when Sarah was in the audience. Then I started with that song and it is nice, but I, sometimes I focus on a, on a, on a poet. I'm a special poet, or I have a topic in my program. And this song is actually, we call it Schlager, but I love it too. And it's, it has the most clicks in um, YouTube, huh? Pastin, are you still looking to uncover songs that you believe aren't known? In my mind, yes, always, because I always listen and, oh, wow, what's that, and so on. But I'm not really uh, searching or researching um, because I have, I have lots of material and all my colleagues I know personally, like Shuba Lipovsky and, and, uh, Fima, um, you you know them all. They start to write songs. And so I wrote some. I, I translated, for example, Leonard Kuhn's Dance Me to the End of Love into Yiddish. And I wrote some tiny songs, which I can use uh, for my nowadays. Opinion and, and feelings, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you now writing your own songs in Yiddish? Yes, but I never made a full album. I, I I just do what 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 fits into my in my program. Then. What topics uh, do you discuss in your Yiddish songs? Actually, the same. I still love to sing the old uh, tangos, and when I write a song now, uh, it's always a mixture of sadness and we survived. But uh, sometimes you have modern words, and my colleague Sharon Browner, a uh, uh, lady, I was close to say a girl, it's not a girl, but she looks like a lady who sings with me songs. Um, she often asked me to to translate one of these hits, like I Will Survive, or, or what was the last, she wanted the Besame Mucho in Yiddish. We found some versions, but uh, I have to write it down. Maybe, maybe I take the lyrics in that case from my friend from Argentina. Uh, Sibelinkovsky, I mentioned before, but she, she doesn't live anymore. But I have another friend there, an actor. Um, oh my gosh, where's the name? Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes my friend. No worries, no worries, no worries. Yeah, but I, I always, I love to, to mention people who influenced me and I want to give honor all the time. Uh, Sergio Lera, yeah, maybe he, he writes beautiful Yiddish lyrics of nowadays or the last 30, 40 years hit songs. And that's interesting too, to give a new shape sometimes. But I always come back to the old, old folk songs. Yeah, I mean, we spoke a little bit about similarities and obviously more differences between Yiddish and German. In terms of writing a song in Yiddish, do you struggle with words? No, actually not. Because it is in my brain, it is separated, and I know the differences, and I know the false friends in the language. 
for example, if if you say in German uh, you're not allowed to, then then you would say in German du darfst nicht. But if you say in Yiddish du darfst nicht, very similar, that means you don't have to. That's one of these examples you might know already, but I wanted to describe one. Thank you. Uh, uh, Carson, unfortunately, we are out of time. I wonder if you're planning to come to South Africa, and if not, how we South Africans can listen to your music. A local radio station. I'd love to send you some downloads, and then you can play and listen. I have beautiful, beautiful stuff, and I wanted to bring want to bring it to South Africa. To me, at the moment, it is um, I'm, I feel unsafe to go by flight. I flew around the world, and I loved it, but first at first they they forbid me to smoke okay i can understand but now it's all, uh, i i feel always always that maybe then the mask or you have to go into uh, you have to wait you need now 3 hours before and so so i'd love to come to south africa but i don't see it at, at the moment maybe the world changed so we can listen to your music though on YouTube and uh it's I thank you. thank you some albums that you might use. Thank you. Thank you very much and thank you very much for joining me. Um I enjoyed our chat and you have a fan base here, Carsten. I'd like you to know that. Thank you then. Greetings to that fan base and yeah, maybe we make it one day. But <laughs> you I'm happy that you listen to my music. Thank you very much. That was Carsten Troika. Uh, Ambassador for Yiddish German President. Thank you.